0: Well, good afternoon to you. This is Alan Seymour, your host here on the Future of Sport on the All in Sports Network. This will be episode uh, 22. I'm delighted to have a conversation... Very chatty, very informally uh, with a new colleague, uh, a colleague like a lot of the sports business uh, interviews that I do. uh, I've engaged with uh, on social media platforms, particularly Twitter, uh, and it's Stephen Sidlow from Engage Sports Media. So if you could, just to get the interview uh, started, Stephen, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the sports media world
1: um yeah well hi alan um and hi everyone else so yeah essentially i started out in the industry around uh, about seven or eight years ago and i was in photojournalism i ended up working um in, a, in, a, in an amazing bar called frontline club in london okay. which is where essentially um uh, you, you had wikileaks all embedded in uh, releasing right. the, the iraq war logs and the afghan war logs and um, and it just so happened that Julian Assange ended up hiding in the back room and I was working behind the bar at that time and ended up meeting somebody who was doing a presentation on, um, on uh, kind of citizen journalism or reporting citizen journalism and, and, and editing that. And I reached out to him and said, hey, I, I don't want to be working behind this bar anymore. There's too many Iraq and Afghan warlocks being released. I'll, um, I'll take a job with you, thanks. So I ended up becoming <laughs> a, a publisher um, with this kind of citizen
0: journalism outfit, a small agency at the time, it was a start-up. It then grew and grew and grew, became
1: um, Demotics, or it was took under the wing into Corbis, which is rivaled, mm. rivaled to uh, Getty at the time. And I ended up doing a lot of work for as a, a chief editor or head publisher, um, gathering reports, reporters' uh, images and video from the field And this was citizen journalism, it was raw, financed, it was Arab Spring. And yeah, I I transferred into Storyful, which was a a bit more, a bit harder. It was was very much video based and it was all around uh, Boston bombings, Aurora, uh, really kind of hard hitting uh, news events. And it was a verification and clearance of that content Um, when we reach out to them on social media to kind of gather it. And then license it then into the news organizations around the world, CNN, CBC, C-Skies. Um, and uh, in between there, I was at ITV News. But essentially, I, 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 my whole world was around that kind of raw citizen journalism, and reporting and on-the-ground grassroots reporting and, uh, and, and, and content. So... Um, it, was a, it was a crazy time, and uh, I, I thank every moment I was in it. But I, I my true passion is sport, and sport um, yeah, across the landscape really not not just. A, I, I'm actually terrible at, at sport sure. statistics. I couldn't tell you who scored the, the winning goal of, of you know uh, uh, 1996, and I couldn't tell you. Um, who scored a, a, the you know Stanley Cup final goal of of, of X year? Okay. But what, what I will tell you about is that um, I know how audiences and fans move, and that's what I wanted to to work. I still wanted to work with that grassroots fan culture, that that, um, that the engagement with the supporters groups, and I didn't want to work in news anymore. It was far too difficult, far too hard. It's um, long hours and um not much not much praise and a lot of a uh, lot of horrible things on screen, so um I' switched to sport and i 've not looked back
0: i mean stephen that um, I mean as introductions go i mean i 've done twenty two <laughs> episodes now over the last nine twelve months a fascinating journey for me, brilliant passion interest ever, but I think that, as an introduction will be right up there, you know all the differences. The- <laughs> <and all> <laughs> The vision of Julian uh, and the Wikipedia invasion, etc., etc. Anyway, I'm going to part that for a moment. What I brilliantly like is... The kind of intensity already and every interview I do and particularly in the industry I think of sport you kind of automatically get this passion and and this devotion, this raw the word that you've used, emotion and everything else. So I'd like to build on that. I mean one of the synergies if you like between journalism, news, it's happening because I'm a firm believer in my business of sport marketing, it's simple, you know, it's making things happen. Making it happen and making sure that you find that delivery opportunity and the engagement and the platforms that social media and media development is creating content creation in a broad sense, I suppose. And that, I think that's what you've encapsulated already in what you've talked about. And then if you can relate it to experiences, narrative, and, and clearly you've got, as you've suggested, a belief That you can transfer your uh, interest in sport into this as a career and development. Tell us a little bit, maybe about some of the things that ESM, uh, sorry, ESM, yeah, Engage Sport Media has done since you've joined them. I think you said seven years, yeah. Talk about some of the projects you've been involved with, if you can, Stephen. Yes, no
1: problem. So, uh, last two years have been Engage and uh, Engage pretty much started off as a video production agency right. and it was working to set
0: up um, City TV, Man City TV, and we we coined what is now, or coined, should I say, invented, I'd say invented, yeah. uh, the tunnel camp. Right. Most, most
1: sports orgs will be using this from the NFL to Arsenal now to quite a few others, but it was it was engaged to come up with that for Man City TV, the YouTube channel and, and um, uh, essentially a club channel on YouTube and a few other uh, platforms.
0: Um, so we started with City, we moved on to the FA, but now we've... You know, we've broadened out and we do more things rather than just production and and fancy things with tech. So we, do, you know, we we're working with World Rugby to, to grow their sport at both the grassroots level with UGC. So my rugby moment, um, we have a, 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 a strand channel a um, playlist, as you will, on YouTube that gives the ability for fans to send in their content or for us to find
1: their content and empower them and then showcase it and, and reskin it and, and champion champion that grassroots movement everything from I think you know the street kids in Kenya playing with a bottle you know we discovered that and um, we were able to reach out to them and actually give they were playing rugby with a Bottle, mm-hmm. an empty bottle, and we reached out to them, got the content, and then everyone started to flood in with shirts and balls and all these other things too for them, which is great. And then we 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 get content from the Alaskan mountains and uh, you know people playing rugby in some incredible locations in the Himalayas, and it's just um, it's just a kind of, plethora of of great content that we reach out and do it every Wednesday. Uh, from there, we you know we, we do interesting things. Um, like with Arsenal India they want to grow their sport there uh, so we're doing a lot of translation work we're doing a lot of grassroots uh, supporters clubs um, they can't travel to watch games at the Emirates so what we do is we bring them compelling daily content in different formats in different languages and uh, and they, they kind of soak it up that way and, and, and it's great I mean uh, we do something with every single bit of medium that we possibly can whether it be live streaming um, we we seldom do live games so right. what we found out just as a side point that after the during the rubber World cup the majority of the views weren't coming from the live bi- live uh, games it was actually coming from the content around it yeah. uh, whether it be creative content or match um, match moments or even um, uh, just just general uh, how can I put it, just general engagement and uh, and kind of these small stackable pieces whether it be Instagrams or or, or, or Vines for instance, yeah. they, were, they were massive during the Europa World Cup and that's where they cut their teeth and that's something that we kind of um, uh, focus on and get our research from um, as opposed to the juggernaut that's, that's yeah. happening with NFL going right, a whole lot, stream the whole games on Facebook and Twitter, and we've, we've got evidence to say otherwise, and that's what we focus
0: on. I mean, Stephen, I mean, I think you've touched on some really interesting, insightful, and I'm not going to say provocative, controversial, but, but I think there will be, you know, the changing landscape, which is always changing, but, I mean, there are some really seminal moments in terms of media, uh, streaming, live V, experiential, uh, uh, and so on. I want to just touch maybe on that, because I did an interview only this week, uh, where we were talking very much about, you know, in many ways sport has always been um, analogue because, you know, the game is fixed, you're watching it, and but it's limited by that. And, you know, the move, and particularly maybe with new audiences, millennials and, and lots of others, they're not only choosing new platforms, but they're also choosing, as you've rightly highlighted, and I think this is key to much of our conversation today, it's, it's as much about what's going on around the event, before, during and after. And, you know, if, if I'm a big Liverpool fan, you're a big Man City fan, you know, how many people can actually get... You know, to Anfield or the Eted, how many people can actually watch the game live? And, you know, we know that there is literally millions and millions of fans out there. So you've got to create content around that. What do you feel, though, is the kind of uh, impact that that is making? I'm I'm thinking maybe particularly, do you get support from Arsenal and from World Rugby uh, uh, and and from the properties and the organisations themselves, Stephen? Yes, so the reason they come to us is because they, they need ideas, they need to expand, they okay. need to kind of target new audiences, they need to think differently, they need to think modern, so um, if we take, um, I believe he's uh, Adam Silver, Commissioner of NBA, yep. yep. um, he wants to create, I believe he wants to create this,
1: um, uh, this I suppose, cutting the core of a subscription, subscription package around the last three minutes of a match, and then just... Just have that um, as a as a strand that is uh, sponsored, and that's the last three minutes. And if you look at you know City's 2012
0: win, I can't uh, have a a conversation without mentioning it. against
1: QPR that kind of highlight that last little bit is the one that everyone watches they don't watch the full game everyone watches the full game
0: where Martin Tyler goes ballistic is that the one you referred to with a right. <laughs> for the last three minutes and if Silver in the NBA wants to create a kind yeah. of strand by just a three minute segment at the end
1: people are going to pay for that and that's and for those ideas, people come to agencies like Engage, there's not many of us. In fact, there's only one or two in London and probably Europe that do what we do on such a kind of uh, broad scale. Or, um, but uh, enough naval gazing for now. What, uh, what I mean is that um, World Rugby and Arsenal, they come to us to um, they give us their inventory and they say, look, we've, we've run out we've exhausted the ideas. How many... Give us another way to cut this cake. So... Let's, take, let's have a look at their archive, let's look at how, what their rights are with live streaming, let's have a look at how they can utilise their sponsors, how can, they, um, how can they do that. And then let's underneath create brand new exciting content um, with, with producers. And, and I understand that not every sports organisation can do that. Um, they don't have the budget and some of ours don't and some of ours do. But we, with, it, with either, um, if, if, for instance, if, if one of our clients doesn't have the budget, but they want to target more women going into their, uh, to watching their content, we could create specific content for them. We can also find fans and bring them to to the platforms. We can, um, we can find our inventory or their archive that they may not be using, abandoned in the past. We can look at their rights and try and... Um, them somehow, or even find out loopholes within them and then and then and then promote them and then work with their sponsors there 's so many kind of ways that they 're not looking uh, and we kind of in, uh, kind of do that with them and I think that 's where sports organizations uh, that 's what they need to do i think they 're looking at yeah. What they've currently got on their channels and thinking God, and then looking at their their team and thinking, well, we don't have a writer, we don't have a, a guy with a camera. How the hell are we going to actually do anything? But actually, they've got quite a lot, and uh, and it's, sometimes it's for us to to tell them what they've got and to you know create a, a, a shop itemised list.
0: I mean, Stephen as well. I mean, you've, you've used. Uh, I think this is a great interview, uh, and I think what interviews like this does. Um, I mean, it, it can create a lot more interest clearly, but what I think it's also doing is highlighting the, the, the bigger culture that's needed, thinking outside the box, looking for new initiatives and traditional. I'm not saying it's dead, but clearly, you know, new innovative thinking and, and, and different ways in which you can reach these audiences and be very much specific in, 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 in what you do. Let me kind of flip a little bit here and, and talk about um, eSports. I mean, I saw, a, um, I think it was only a few hours ago this morning, just going through my timeline, that BBC Three, I think, He's talking about the the, the rights to uh, either stream or, or or to broadcast or to, to, to use some sports events. Maybe you know, that could be a breakthrough, and, and, and clearly traditional, if we talk about BBC has lost a lot of sports, broadcasting rights, etc., but now finding new initiatives. What are your thoughts, perspectives? I know it's a very broad, maybe it's a very topical, generic type of question to traditionalists, particularly eSports and the future. What do you see as some of the crucial um, thinking behind eSports as it progresses, uh, Stephen?
1: sports vr ar drones all of the and 360 to some extent they're all great tools that can carry your product your organization into new waters new demographics new generation z's um, absolutely but i think that it's it's inevitable that they should be looking at that and, and where you know where we're all playing nintendo 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and now that's all gone into a competition based, where it's sponsored by a, a football club. Yeah. Fine. I mean, that's if you've got the money to do that, great. And I think that you're you're going for that demographic, great. But young people, all, all young people, or from the age of, I suppose, 15 to 35, not all of them play. Esports. Not everyone plays computer games, and there's a lot of other young people out there to kind of target. So, absolutely, there's a lot of worry. There's always worry from organisations when they're seeing endless cycles going. Esports is the future. Esports is it's where you need to be to target young people, and young people, they're, they're, they're not all esports fans. I love computer games. I hate e, e- gaming. I don't like competitive, long, kind of hours yeah. long watching it yeah. on, on, on Twitch. I'm not a I'm not a devote uh, a devote fan. I understand the demographic. I understand the audience, and I understand that the uh, the content out of it. And we've done work on it. But I, for me, it's it's a sport like I suppose uh, you know cricket or something <laughs> that everyone plays it, and, and we, we we shouldn't kind of go through from trending. Um, Trending paths to trending paths to 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 target um, to target these demographics. There's there's more nuanced and granular ways you can target younger people uh, without doing it through esports.
0: I mean, can can I just I, I mean, I'm, it's so refreshing. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a whole you know. I, I, I can't think of the can of word scenario you know and yeah you know you, you, it's like uh, I suppose sporting marmite there you go there's a little phrase you know you either love it or hate it but I do agree with lots of those things you know trends for trends sake or we must get on that trend and so on I, and, and I think always the essential thought for me is you know think of distinctiveness think of competitiveness and then think how both of those can be delivered in, in, in a real and effective way. Again, just maybe developing the the interview cycle Psycho here um, and, and, and the philosophy almost or some of the premise behind it, Stephen. I mean, my world is multifaceted, if you like. I've gone through a, a whole range of generations and changes and everything. And I've always been, my listeners know this, so I'm going to keep repeating it all the time. You know, once a teacher, always a student. And... It's marvellous for me to pick up on, on on new ideas and so on. So if I was putting my kind of global sport business education hat on here, you know, would I feel that people like you and the clients that you're dealing with and the project initiatives, innovation, etc., how will that be reflected in my sports graduates coming out? Are they trained enough? Are they competent enough? Have they got the energy and the desire maybe to, to use more um, kind of innovative approaches rather than maybe the traditional ones that are on the curriculum? in terms of a standard maybe sports business programme. What ideas or what advice in a way would you give to both the organisations putting curricula and programmes out there and maybe the way the students demand or develop their competences while they're doing this kind of apprenticeship for a future career? Um, i definitely use
1: um, both content and engagement as as, as pillars. Okay. to, To create... Content. I don't mean glossy video content of, of marketing. Uh, the, you know, the thirty grand worth of, of of glossy marketing videos that only goes out once. I think it's understanding words like um, cross-posting and simulcasting and uh, and, and and graphics yep. and uh, and regularity and, and and engagement. I think those. If, if you're looking at those you're well you're well ahead of a lot of your competitors in in, in both graduation and if you are a sports organization because you're looking at different ways to juice the orange you're looking yeah. at not you're not paying massive books for a production department you're not um uh you're not small like a like a cake shop that's just occasionally tweeting out but you're you're looking at what you 've got as an inventory or what you 've got. In uh, your brain, in your noggin, in regards to, um, okay, how can I learn how to create quick graphics uh, pieces that show, like um, here's an example. So you've got, uh, you could create very easily a, a an image that uh, just show statistics of a player that has scored a goal and his last 20 goals and uh, it tells you where in the box or inside the box or outside the box that he's shot that's going to take you with an open source free so- software online 10-15 minutes to create you can repost that over over 40 times on facebook to different demographics you could post that into groups you can post that uh like work with your partners uh, or um uh, your sponsors to it onto their page through cross posting feature, yep. you could uh, put five pounds behind it and target the audience that you want to target with just that free uh, just, just that free tool five minutes and, and five pounds or even nothing. You've, you've literally squeezed as much as you can out of that and you've done it in a timely manner, etc. Now, you wrap that up and you do um, you know four or five of those a day, or you do um, uh, you, you go into groups and you engage with people and tell people everything about that. That's those are the skills that are gonna that are gonna push your organisation forward, and that's the skills that someone like an agency would look at you and go, Ah, okay, he's moving the needle, do it, or she's moving the needle organically, and it's all that organic growth uh, on these platforms and being really clever about it. So it's understanding what we've already got: the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, and, and Snapchats, um, and how how much we can. Um, Squeeze out that orange um, for free, um, and for and a limited amount of time that you've got. Um, if, and then if, if and that's level one. Level two is where okay, we've done that. We've got to a certain place. We hit a plateau. Now let's um, put some spend behind it. Or forgetting that, we we let's let's put some uh, let's put some quality videos out. Let's do one a day or two two a week or whatever it is, and just in. Incrementally moving forward, and I think that just that, that's that's a basis for an organisation and for a, a potential graduate coming out. You okay. need to go. Um, okay, how can I how can I do this all for free? There are open source free tools out there to learn all this. Um, and uh, yeah,
0: I mean, Stephen, I, I, I'm really, really encouraged almost that sounds too not negative sounds almost patronising but the refreshing part about this is uh, I mean close to your home there um, I did an interview again in this week's show with a guy called Jonathan Sibley who's done a lot of work and research with Manchester City and particularly Man City women's uh, team Uh, And they were kind of talking, you know, the students, yes, we all need academic underpinning, we need the process of learning, etc, etc. But, you know, them demanding a textbook more or less against them demanding let's go and work with manchester city and let's see some of these creative uh, platforms and how can we implement them you know it's all about the applied nature of those that's the world that we live in i mean i go back loads of generation i worked in broadcast media uh, for many many years and i often remember setting up um some small franchises in radio uh, I forget what they were called now um, they used to last for about 28 days and you set up a radio station and you'd get people coming to you who wanted a career and they had no idea of the whys and wherefores of even how to start putting uh, you know, a, a campaign together on the radio or even the production edits, so really refreshing to hear some of those things uh, 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 and everything else, skill sets is clear here Jeff Bezos recently said uh, that innovation and failure are twins. And in some ways, you know, I went to the SEAT conference, I I do a lot there, and I was recalling something that the um, social media guys there were talking about and how refreshing it was to see them actually implement some of them. And the danger sometimes is the new power and the new kind of creative innovations, they'll go back to base and their peers or the traditional management will say how can you do that really you know we're not getting involved and this this is a massive fear culture for being different and trying something new how do you deal with that as a problem or uh, as as a kind of obstacle barrier
1: Um, failure uh, is a good a really good
0: thing great Um, i would recommend it to everybody but as, if you're being paid by the client uh, <laughs> yes. it, is, it, is, it is difficult yeah. but there are ways to test, test the models okay. um, we do it we do it at a small scale we actually kind of work with the client to explain to them that this is a brand new tool that we're trying to uh try to push forward and here's the evidence to say it would work here's the here's the data behind it um And then
1: if it fails, it fails. And we've we've got the buy-in of the client to say that, look, it failed, but this is what we got out of it, and this is why it didn't work. This is why it could work if we change these sorts of things. I mean, that's a... um, You probably looking for an example here but um i don't really have one and uh, we've probably failed on a lot of things whether it be content we've produced or
0: yeah um, i mean if i could just interject here steve because it irritates me sometimes when i've forgotten something rsls restricted service licenses 28 day and i go back and, and and i can give you a little example here because i often recall you know um opposition to even in those days when i, I was working in commercial radio when it was still you know, a 2% medium and in, in, in the 80s. Ah, radio advertising doesn't work. Do I, do I? And I said to my salespeople, you do a demo commercial. You put all the instances in and say, we'll play this for you on air. Listen out live and you'll put a mistake in there deliberately might be just the wrong phone and and the phone will start ringing as soon as it you know so it does work and people need to create something where you're going to be deliberate you know it's a bit like absolute vodka misspelling you know something on there on their label uh, and so on and i I think i'm being very kind of uh, contrived here maybe in a way but it's been so great to listen to lots of the Innovations, the uh, the philosophy, almost, are some of your considerations. I'm going to try and bring some summation and uh, and closure, sadly, on all interviews that I, I do with people here, Stephen. But another view is that you know to be successful today. You know, I think one of my um, recent interviews, one of the guys was talking about to succeed, you've got to be a self learner and the opportunities that present themselves. You know, I often wish that if I'd had the internet and it's, and it's an if if and I have no regrets, I don't really ever look back. But you know, I've always said to my students, you know, today's market, today's tools, grasp them, embrace them. And you are a bigger brand as anyone. You've got voice. Make sure you use it. So, what would be your kind of summary thoughts on how, uh, you know, the person today developing would need to uh, really be, uh, you know, and the very best that self learners can be? I'm glad you asked that. I've, I've got a couple of different tools that I think learning them would, be, would give you um, uh, a
1: leap. So, IFTTT,
0: the yeah. free tool online. I think understanding the power of that, but understanding w- why it exists. Because understanding that um,
1: when you post something, you can post it to poor places, is going to cut your time down. It's going to it's going to open up. Um, it's going to it's going to open up uh, new innovative ways for you to use your your content, but it'll do it automatically. And I think
0: organizations should be using that regardless. I mean, I know that is being it has been, um, it's been added to Alexa or to Google Home, I believe. Yeah. Um, an ability
1: for you to kind of, okay, I want an alert for this, or I want, every time I add uh, a tweet or get retweeted or, or someone tweets me, it adds to a, an Excel document and I'm able to kind of plow through that and learn about the data that comes up. Learning that sort of thing, or um,
0: making loads of those recipes through there gives you a broader sense of what you're trying to achieve at a a big scale
1: Um, the next, I mean I'm sure about 10 years ago everyone was talking about content plans and I agree you should have a content plan but um, understanding the uh, landscape of where conversations happen bubbles around the world whether it be on Twitter and different demographic and and having TweetDeck and other free tool to understand um, who's talking about
0: um, your brand but also in your industry and you can also look at all the images and videos that people are creating within that and maybe even reach out to them to ask them for clearance to use that content and then you've got free content and that's that's a free bit of content a free bit of kit
1: and then things like pixel editor if you go on google it's a free Photoshop editing tool through your browser, easy, quick, create thumbnails pretty fast. I would use Canva, um, canva.com, a, a great free tool to make thumbnails, infographics, everything else, hundreds of thousands of really high spec um, uh, templates to use. All these things that an organisation, or a small business, or a graduate or, or uni uh, student could use and learn about, and once you get those skills, and, and not, they're not necessarily um, uh, uh, academic, but they're they're definitely tools, and, and, and the landscape you will you, you will you will learn, and you will need if you were to go into the uh, into the working week uh, with an organisation,
0: Stephen. I mean, I think that's a natural pause, stopping point, segue to uh, just before we close the interview, give you a couple of shout outs, how uh, students, uh, academics who I know listen to the show and and importantly as well, uh, particularly new practitioners in sport, business, sports industry per se. I really, really thank you for the interview today. It's been very different. Every interview I do, I always feel... You know, it's a bit like when I go to a conference for the very, however numerous times it is, I always like to come away with something new or something that I can apply. I think you've given me, certainly my audience, and most importantly, I think, students on that first rung of the career ladder with those final tips or final tools, I should say, that they can use. So how can people contact you, Stephen? Um, is probably the easiest one yeah. Um,
1: yeah I mean it's just Stephen Sidlow um, simple as through Twitter um, that's, my, that's
0: your best bet Stephen it's been a great pleasure today we'll now keep in touch we always keep in touch with the people I interview in loads and loads of different ways uh, but certainly I look forward to talking to you again meeting with you and obviously engaging with you uh, uh, you know on all things Engage Sports Media thanks a lot Thank cheers, cheers.